guys, welcome to another episode of Muay Thai Saved Me. My name is Crew Neil, and if it's your first time tuning in, uh, we bring on guests that Muay Thai has impacted them in some way, and I have a special, special guest today. He's actually a good friend of mine, Charles Bissett. Um, Charles, I can't even keep track of your titles that you you got. Like, how, how many titles do you are you holding right now? I have four world titles, but eleven titles altogether. Wow! Yeah, a couple. Wow! Yeah. Charles, welcome to the show. Um, thank you for hanging out with me. Always um, And uh, I, I just thought it would be super cool. Not only are we friends, but I just thought you have such a cool story. Um, but I would love for you to share, like, to the audience, like, um, what got you into Muay Thai. Uh, I was, I couldn't play sports. I was homeschooled. I was raised off grid, no power electricity. And my parents, my mom was a teacher, so she'd be going to different towns. She was mm-hmm. a music teacher. Okay. And you know, you kind of like start to read books or I want, sometimes I get to see a film. I saw yeah. like Kung Fu movies and all that. So uh-huh. I kind of wanted to get into that and I'd go to the library and read books and rent out all these books and whatnot. And this town called Trail BC had a Thai boxing gym. It was a three and a half hour drive from where we wow. lived. Uh, but my mom was teaching there three to four days a week, and we'd drive there and drive back, you know? Wow. And uh, they got me in there when I was 10 years old. I thought it was 12, but I actually did the math. I was like, oh, it was off. I was 10 years old, and I went in there. Wow. And uh, uh, my coach, was his name was uh, Glenn Klesnico, and it was super old school. It was, like, very spoiled in some ways because it was for that area. It was, like, 10,000 people in that town. That was, like, the big town around there. Wow. And had humongous like 20 bags in there like a oh, big gym but it was super old school back and like it was like 2000 or something like that or 2000 or something but okay uh it was it was a rough gym like okay. it was a good it was a good thing but it was like you know i started training there when i was like at that age then i started to get get around i was just like oh, i don't know if i want to fight and then i was like yeah secretly i want to fight because i remember seeing uh, the fighters come with their track suits on. I was like, oh, those guys are cool, man. Those yeah, guys have swag. Yeah. You know, it's pretty yeah. badass. And uh, I started to spar a little bit in like the kids' classes. And they're like, oh, you want to move up to like train the fighters? I was like, yeah, sure. Mm. And man, I got whooped. How, how old were you then when they asked you? Well, I was 14. 14, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I looked good on pads, but then it did not translate into, into uh, sparring. You know, I did okay. everything wrong. I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> I was checking kicks this way. I couldn't walk. They did all this like, you know, whoop on my legs. And it was just, uh, they just, it was, I got my butt kicked for a while, you know? Yeah. Now I want to tap into that mindset though, buddy, because I mean, 14 years old, you're getting beat up, but you keep coming back. Yeah. Why, why did you keep coming back? I remember the first time, like, you know, when I was 14, I got my nose broken by this one guy. Oh shoot. And, uh, like blood was everywhere. This yeah. like, you know, whole face. I remember there, they stopped like, well, stop, 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 stop. You know, and I, my whole face was just covered, you know? Yeah. And I was leaking all of the ring and my coach was like, get out of the ring. You're bleeding on my ring, you know? <laughs> so I got out of there and I was like, man, that's super old school. Yeah. Man. You know? I was just like, I'm not going to let anybody. And I was, you couldn't really see it, but I was like, cr- like on the verge of crying, you know, I'm like, I'm going to hold my, my, my stuff together and I'm going to, you know, do what I got to do when I get outside, you know? And they're all just like, this kid ain't never come back. And I came back and I just continued to get my ass whooped, <laughs> you wow. know? Okay. And then when I hit to be 15, I started to be able to hold my own and I got to have like my first fight, you know? So they're like, oh, you ready, ready to do it? And I was like, yeah, you bet. I, I can't wait. You know, I was like, right. I'm just going to have one. And like, this is not for me, you know, but I'm going to have one fight. Okay. And, uh, trained for it and went in there. It was in a nightclub, another province for us, like where we were, we'd have to drive seven hours to fight. Wow. So people down here, like the super privileged, like, oh yeah, I'm going to go down to San Diego. It's so tough. You know, we'd have to drive seven hours in like wow. snowstorms, you know? 
Jeez. And there was never fights in the summertime, but the fights would always start around like October. And then you'd be able to fight until like first week, December, winter break. And then, uh, February, that'd be like, they're usually the first fights and you'd be fighting until wow. June, you know? But yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty rank, you know, first fight was in a nightclub and it was, it was okay. pretty cool, you know? Now, I'm just assuming because there weren't many shows, like, I'm sure it was bombarded with fighters that were trying to get on the show. Like, how many bouts would you see? Like, it would you remember? You know, it wasn't as crazy as, like, sometimes down here we'll see, like, 20-some fights. Yeah. It was, like, a big fight card would be, like, 16 fights. That was huge, you know? Oh, okay. But they kept okay. it really professional that way, and they nice. ran it really good. Like, you know, the weigh-ins happened the day before. Usually, sometimes the weigh-ins would be the same day of, which would suck, you know? Mm. But it would always be, like, get on the scale. Like, the weigh-ins were fast. You okay. know, they took care of us that way. And it was uh, the thing about that back then, which is like different from down here, is they're like, we promote the show. You come, you're a fighter, you fight. You know, it's like a lot of times now, it's like, how many tickets can you sell? This and that. If you put on a good show and you come down and you scrap, you know, they're all about having you on, you know? Wow. Because you're not going to bring anybody from seven hours away. And like, that was the promoter's thing. You know, they okay. would bring the people. That was the nice thing. You just got to focus on fighting. Fighting. You know? Nice. And there'd be some big, good crowds, like, you know, PFA, uh, uh, Cody Jerome, who's a good friend of mine, I've cornered okay. him and he just won one championship. His coach, Brad Wall, Lee Mean, Lee Mean's son was in the UFC as well. They were the promoters for my first show and I fought for them quite a few times and they're good friends of mine as well. Okay. And they always would match it up. They matched it up very fair, you know, like sometimes you'd fight and, you know, my, I only fought one kid my age and everybody else in their thirties and their twenties, <laughs> you know? Wow. And it was rank. And then we had our own, like our own show once a year in April in our town it was it was crazy like they sell it was a basketball arena okay and they sell it out be like a thousand people in there and then eventually like after i left there they'd get like up to like a couple thousand like wow. three thirty five hundred people in like a bigger hockey arena you know okay so like you know my coach really was good about promoting but he just like got burnt out from that and didn't mm -hmm. want to do it as much anymore but we had some really we had hard fights man and like i had one fight where it was with like headgear and shin guards mm -hmm. everything else was bare shit you know what i mean nice and you're allowed to like up in Canada after three fights, you're allowed to need the face, you know? Wow. So it was different, you know? That's it was, cool. No, it was really fun, you know? Like, it allows you to really, like, be be in the art. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, you you know, like, you... I remember I had my... I have a fighter. I had him fight some kid down here, and they were a year apart. Mm. And my kid was 16... Or he was 17, about to turn 18 mm. or something like that. And the other kid was 16, about to turn 17. Mm. And they were like... It was a year... A little year apart. Mm -hmm. And he just threw this fit. He's like, oh, your kid's too old. And I was like, they're a year apart. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, you know I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I thought guys in my 30s, man. Like, yeah. they're a year apart. It's the same thing, you know? But... It just they were a lot. It was a lot more Western back then, you know. Okay. Now, more. now, how did it feel though? Because like I, I was in that same boat too at fourteen. By the time I was fifteen, I had to fight twenty-three year olds mm -hmm. and up, right? How did you feel? Like your first adult, were you nervous? Like my first fight, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. My my team went out there, and he was like a tree planter, and he came back in there. And he won by uh, by decision, okay. by unanimous. And he came back and he was like this barfing his, his, his guts out in the thing. And my coach was like, see what he's doing right now? That's what I want from you. You says, you come back in here. If you're feeling fresh, I'm going to be pissed. He's mm. like, you want, I want you to leave anything out there. Mm. He's like, we're, we're not hometown. You know yeah. what I mean? Take it to this guy, you know? Okay. And after that, it was just like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, I was like, okay, I better, better show up, you know? Okay. Cause my coach was like, he was hardcore. If, if yeah. you were not like doing the deal in the ring, he'd be like, wake up like mm. he was smacking i mean okay. in a good way not in a bad way man yeah, like yeah. but he was hardcore you know okay and he like you know rob was like his rob common was his like his idol you ah. know so he trains a very dutch way like hard low kicks you know okay. and very like aggressive style i was the most i was 
the different fighters from that gym because I was uh, I was aggressive, but I was very technical. You know what I mean? Mm. And I always felt like back then when I was there, because everybody's like, "Oh, if you fight your pride gym guy," you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be a scrap. It's gonna be a scrap. You know? And I always I was in those hard fights because like yeah. you know you fight these adults are like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go through this 15 or 16 year old," yeah. and I would. I would like I knocked a lot of those guys out, but I was very technical about it. I would mm-hmm. like it would take a lot for me to get hit and be in the scrap because yeah. I was very technical, you know. But I was like, God, I should just put my hands down so I can get in a war, you know what I mean? Because I, you know, I was was very smart that way, you That's know. Good. But That's which good. is good. But back then I was like, man, I was, oh, I'm not doing it properly, you know. Yeah. But well, you I were, yeah, well, I you was, were. yeah, yeah. You you were building longevity without even realizing exactly, it. you know. So, buddy, what? When did you move to like the U.S.? When did you when when did you come to California? Well, I'm a dual citizen. Both my parents are American. Oh, okay. And I was raised on top of mountain, no electricity, like I said, by Yankees. So, like, I was born with a dual citizenship. So, very blessed, very lucky. Nice. So, I moved down in 2008 and I came down here for work. I was uh, starting Colts like, horses for uh, a cutting horse trainer. Okay. And got that job done. And then after that, I was like, I want a cowboy in Northern California. So, I got a job on like a 35 days and making a ranch up there and start working up there. And I was there for like, you know, a good year and a half. And then after that, I was like, man, I was just always itching out. And it was so funny. I was like, man, I'm, I'm like 24. Do you think I'm too old for this? And I was just like, I don't know if I should do it. So I came down here and I went to pursue acting Okay. and uh, got into that. And I started, found a gym and I was just kind of training at. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a fight. So I called up because mm. the guy that was my, like helping me at that time, he didn't really have any connections uh, in that uh, the entire boxing arena. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I called this promoter was IFS, you know, and I told them my situation. I told them my fights and they said, okay, we'll get you a fight. So I was really an independent fighter, you know? So they matched me up with a a guy from a local gym down, down in this area. And I showed up and, uh, my coach, he was there for that one, but he like, you know, he hadn't cornered in a long time and Mm. didn't know how to wrap hands. Oh no. You know, (laughs) I know. So I was, and I never had that situation. That was the first time I wasn't with pride gym, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I was like, I saw this Alan Flores, this one guy and I saw him fighting Canada. I was like, Hey man, can you, can you take my hands? And he's like, yeah. And they're all just thinking, dude, this kid's going to get smoked. Everyone was just probably thinking that, you know, and they're like, dude, this like kid doesn't work. Yeah. They're like, Oh man, you know, like pretty much independent gym, you know? And, uh, went in there and I hadn't fought in a long time. And I, I was just like, Oh, this is my last fight. So, Mm. you know, I haven't fought in a long time. So I went there and like, I necked a whole bunch of guys in Canada. Like I knocked a lot of guys up a head kick, you know, Mm -hmm. like grown men. I was like, I was on like, I, I, I was on a good win streak. But uh, I ended up necking that guy, and they like put a neck. They took him on on a on a, on a stretcher. What round was that? For round one, yeah, Ooh. in round one, yeah. But it was and that was a good fight, and then I just continued from there and had a good amount of fights down here. Yeah, it was good. But it was it was like when I look at like my when I came back and I was doing the pro am death thing down here, mm-hmm. it was crazy what I got accomplished because I had sometimes like fights where I would go to, and uh, I had people I'd be coaching with and they, I had sometimes where coaches didn't show up to corner me, you know, had to have friends corner me, you know, I had like one time a world title fight where I didn't have a coach. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like a a professional one, you know, where I didn't have a coach. Like I was paying for some privates and then I had a friend that was in town that was going to corner me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. You know, um, a cool story that a lot of people probably don't know about us is like, um, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to share the story. I'm going to share how okay. we met, how we met. You bet. But uh, it was funny. I don't remember the year. I think it was like 2015, 2016 maybe. Yeah. Would you say? I'd that say, was when yeah. Matt first fought Jake. Yep. Right? So, yeah, I remember it was like 2015, 2016. Um, Troy puts us to fight each other, right? My guy versus your guy, Matt. And, um, you know, the fight happens. Um, 
And I remember the the decision being a split decision, but yeah. I remember you just manhandled my guy. You like you just manhandled him. And I remember um, after the fight, you know, you were we were both sportsmen. Like, you know, I congratulate you guys. And I remember saying to you, man, you guys definitely won by unanimous decision. Um, and it was kind of funny because that started the friendship. Yeah, you, you were just kind of. I remember uh, you telling me you were like. That dude's super cool. Yeah. Like, you know wow, I mean? who does that? Yeah. Yeah. It was right? a big difference from the other guy trying to contest the thing because there was like nine months apart in the birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a big difference. I was like, man, this guy's cool, man. You know, yeah, yeah. I was expecting, you know, like the Muay Thai scene can be kind of clicky. You know what I mean? Mm, and mm. I was expecting like, you know, I was again, like training Matt. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're at independent gym. Like yeah. me and Matt, like, you know, where we got to with him, you know, it was just him and me, you know, and I had to go to places to have him spar and stuff. So I was just like, it was always kind of fighting against the hometown guy. And I was like, this guy is cool as hell, man. You know? Yeah. 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 And then lo and behold, we ended up becoming good friends after yep. that. I think not too long, like we started working together. Yeah. You, you were well, looking for a new trainer. And what, what happened after that? It was, uh, they had a rematch for a title. Matt and Jake. Oh, they had a rematch. Did that when, is that when all this happened? Well, we, we became tight then and we were like Facebook friends and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, then we were like, you know, buds. And then I remember they asked uh, a choice like, hey, we want them to fight again. And I, I hit you up like, hey, uh, they want them to fight. I was like, you, you cool with that? And he's like, yeah, man, be good for the kids. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it, you know? And then it was so funny at the fight, you know, you and me were this like ringside, we were just talking about a bunch yeah. of stuff. And like all the people were like, is this normal? You know, we were like cracking jokes, like, oh, I'll see you after, all right? Yeah, yeah. you bet, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they, they had another good fight. It was good. And then uh, after that, uh, I, I, uh, was going through this kind of the same thing where like had a trainer, but like, you know, it was always kind of like this, mm. you know, and you know, I've worked with a lot of really good guys and whatnot, but, uh, I hit you. I'm like, Hey man, can I, can I like, you'd like want to do a pad session? You're like, yeah, sure. So we, we are going to help me out with this, a pad session once a week. And then I was like, Hey dude, like, unfortunately, like kind of need a, a, a coach right now. Yeah. Can you, can you step up? And you're like, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. I'll, I'll help you out. You know? So it was awesome, dude. You know, yeah. like you helped me out. And then, you know, we just came brothers, you know, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. It yeah. was. And then it was kind of cool because within a year we, we won two titles together. Yep, we we won, we won a kickboxing title, kickbox North American title. And, and then, WBC um, and then the WBC Muay Thai champion belt. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. You know, and like yeah. we fought, you know, two good guys too. It was, mm -hmm. it was badass, you know? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And it was, it was cool because we, we really only, just had to part ways just because, you know, with my vision of what I was trying to do with MTK, I yeah. just wanted a different life for myself. Oh you yeah. Know? And, and like, you and know, we parted ways like professionally oh, as well. We, yeah, absolutely. It was, there was, it was good, man, because like seeing uh, where you've come from when we were there, you know, yeah. like the gym, the gym was like, you know, not in a great place. And no. then seeing where it is now, dude, you got like two locations two or locations. Yeah. yeah two locations yeah. and you're packed. So I was like, it was awesome. You know what I mean? Like yeah, super happy for you. And like, it was, you know, people were like, Oh, did you guys have like, burn bridges i was like no man you know you know what's funny because people always think that right and yeah. it's like no me and charles we had a, a just a peaceful break it was just he understood what i was trying to do and i couldn't give you that time yeah. that you deserved yeah. you know and it's and that the time that the the time that you were willing to give before was so much more than i've gotten to you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i was just like dude it was it was you know 
that was always grateful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been very blessed down here too. Like, you know, worked with you and then I got to Rob was, Rob was my coach's favorite yeah. uh, fighter. He was my coach for a long time and yeah. he was kind of a gypsy. He was always in and out, but whenever I got to train with him, he really gave me that old school mm. common style. You know what I mean? Nice. And that really helped out a lot too, you know? So I always like give some tribute to him with like developing me, giving me that, like that style as well. Yeah. But like yeah. we had a great time and it was, it was good, man. You know, we had a good time. A lot of, Absolutely. A lot of silly videos. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> some, some maybe uh, would have to be edited, right? <laughs> yeah, they're archived for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was good. And then you know, what else? Uh, you know, went to Thailand, fought there quite yeah. a few times, won some That's titles right. over there, and uh, uh, now I'm training with uh, Daniel Gutierrez mm -hmm. at Defiant, and yeah. he's he's like same kind of vibe as you. This is a good man, yeah. good guy, and I also work with one of my former tr uh, sparring partners, uh, Jason Borba, okay. out of uh, Unbreakable. So both those guys, like nice. you know, as you know, holding for me can kind of be it, it yeah. can be uh, it's a workout. Yeah, it's a workout. <laughs> it's it a takes, workout. It, it's damaging. I think some people like you know I've broken two two people. I've broken one person's arm by holding. You know what I mean? Another person's arm in a fight, and uh, you know sometimes it's like. I, you know, I appreciate everybody that holds me, you know, cause I, I remember too, we were, it was that night where Jake and Matt fought each other. And I remember you were like, Hey, what's the bit you were asking me, what's the biggest guy you've held for? And I was like, Oh, I've held for Czech Congo. Who's like two forty. You're like, cool. Yeah, exactly. You're like, okay, he's got me then. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember like, yeah, there was this, you're cause I get it. Like finding a good paddle holder that can hold for you. It's hard. Cause if you guys don't know, Charles is a powerhouse, you know, he's, he's got a lot of power and it's true. A lot of people can't really like hold for you. Yeah. And then you're fast too. You're explosive for Thank your you. size. Thank uh, you. Charles, for people that don't know you yet, or maybe we're just stumbling upon this, uh, what's your weight class that you fight at? Uh, a lot of my career, I was fighting at 190. In my last like probably 10 or so fights, 12 fights, I fought at 200. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, I was cutting a lot of weight to make 190 and just yeah. wouldn't like, you know, I think people cut a too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think they drain themselves, deplete themselves. I don't mm -hmm. think it's good for the brain to cut that much. And I'm a pretty lean guy, you know? Yeah. I don't really, uh, especially, you know, when I hit 30, I this, I, you know, I went the opposite. I had like lost all my fat, you know? Mm -hmm. So trying to suck all that water out was just kind of silly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt, uh, like crap last, you know, I don't know, 14 and some fight. Most of my fights are wins, you know, Absolutely. and by knockout too. You Absolutely. Know? So what, what would you say your total fight record is? Do you, would you have an idea of like what professional that? is 35 and seven. And then my amateur record was, tw I was 17 and four. Wow. So yeah, so many fights. Yeah. For, for and, North American. Yeah. And then, um, all the titles. Let's let's revisit those titles again. So we have, how many titles are we talking here for, for world titles? World titles. And then I had, uh, the title that that's like the lowest one that there was a there was a promotional title mm. but other than that there's like cmta canadian national champion namtf north american champion uh acb uh, north american that's kickboxing right. champion two-time ikkc international champion and uh wbc champion right. thailand suet stadium champion uh and then the world titles you know? yeah yeah that's awesome yeah man that's awesome yeah man. and then do you have plans um, to maybe step in the ring again. I am not retired. Like, uh, life has been going pretty good. Like I rodeo, as you know, so yeah. rodeo has been going really, really great. I'm really busy. I'm busy all the time with that. And I also cowboy professionally. I work on ranches yeah. still and I'm out like the summer I was in Wyoming for like three months and working out there. And then I was rodeoing like three to four nights out of the week. Wow. So that's great. But that keeps you in tremendous shape. You know? I can only imagine. Yeah. Like it makes you a lot harder, honestly. Like, you know, after like, you, you know, 
I don't know. My mindset too is like, shit, if I'm going to get on this, you know, every time I get on a Bronc, <laughs> you're putting your life in a Bronc, that Bronc rain, you know? But every time I get on a Bronc, I'm just like, fighting shit. You know what I mean? Right? Getting, you know? getting kicked ain't that bad. Yeah, it ain't, ain't that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes I think a lot of people build it up more than it is. And it is, you know, it's scary, especially when you're a champion. And then, like, yeah. also when you're like the not local guy, you know, like, I don't, maybe I'm ahead, but like, maybe you know you have to do a little extra sometimes to win. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that can be pressure. But, like, man, people win or lose in the sport. You know what I mean? All the and time, And, like, yeah. I've only got, as a professional, I've got seven losses. But, yeah, that's awesome. you know, it's it's good. You know what I mean? But I definitely, I'm not done. I do feel like, you know, you were, you were telling me earlier, it's like, man, I don't think you've, you've seen me look this good, you know? Yeah. And I do. I feel uh, at my time right now, I feel like, man, I'm hitting more explosive than ever. Mm -hmm. If something comes up that it's exciting to me mm -hmm. and I have the time, you bet. You know nice. what I mean? Nice. But uh, it's not like I'm not looking to, oh, yeah, every year I was like, it was a disappointing thing. I'd be like, I want to fight five to eight times this year. You know, yeah. it's so hard to get a fight for me sometimes, you know? Yeah. But I want to, uh, it's just not my main focus. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like la last year, I, I booked a good amount of acting work. I got to do a film with Michael Keaton. Al Pacino nice. was in the movie. James Marsden. That was that was awesome. It's called Knox Goes Away, and I shot a western. Is, it, I, is that out yet? That movie? no, it's not out yet. Not yet. Yeah, okay. so it's going to come out this okay. year. And then you know, it's recently like I, I filmed uh, three three commercials this year. You know, even with the strike going on. You know, nice. it just ended. I shot another one last week, and that's going good. Did, you know, did a, did a pretty funny music video with Diplo. It's just, it's, cool. it's, it's just fun. Yeah, that was fun, you know? Yeah, it's super but cool. But those things are like, you know, yeah, that's happening good. And I've done a lot of a lot of commercial work, and I did some mm. movies in the past, too. Mm -hmm. But when I was pro-pro and this, like, all in, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm going 50-50. But I really wasn't going 50-50. It was all fighting. And, like, I'd half-ass my auditions, you know? Okay. okay. Because, you know, you can't mess around fighting. So if I get a fight, it's where I know it's a slow time for, for acting and I don't have a lot of rodeos coming up and I can really this be a zombie for fighting. You know what I mean? I love it. And all this, I'm always in shape, so yeah. I don't need like this huge camp. I need like five, six weeks tops, you know? Yeah, nice. And I'll do it because I'm not going to half-ass it, you know? But it. I'm definitely not done. I think I have a lot more fights in me, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, we'll see. You know what I mean? It's, uh, uh, if something comes up that's intriguing and it gets me excited, you bet, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to just go and fight to fight you know what i mean like I i've got it. altogether 63 fights so yeah that's a lot yeah for lot. north american yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's super cool yeah that was a pretty like life changing scare too would you say yeah absolutely well my mom and i were going home to feed horses you know it was early in the morning oh how, how old were you at this time i was it was a uh, a week before i turned 17 wow and okay. i knocked out a grown man the prior week in vancouver okay. so i was just on that big high yeah and i had a lot of responsibility we had to go home like where i grew up we'd had to go home by like sled and snowmobile and the average year was five to seven feet of snow mm. so we'd have to go home snowmobile up and all that stuff so it was a three-hour drive like i said and we were going up there we hit black ice oh, and then shoot. i was sleeping i woke up my mom was like, shit, shit, shit. And yeah. then, like, we saw this Jeep Cherokee coming at us. Oh. And my mom just did a maneuver, uh -huh. car went like this, and it flipped. And I was wearing my oh, seatbelt. Dang. And I just remember, like, making contact with the window, Oof. with my passenger window. And I guess, I don't guess, I flung out of the window. Oh, And I shoot. went flying way over this bank. And my mom was still in the car. And the car was just Holy spinning, 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 crap. spinning. And I woke up on the other side of this tree. And this tree kind of stopped the car from crushing me, right? So I woke up. And I was Jeez. having flashbacks of having to feed horses, having flashbacks of like me knocking a guy out. And then I'm kind of like, oh man, I think, I think we're in a car accident, mom. And I'm seeing blood everywhere, you know? And then I was like, I think, I think we're in a car accident. And she's just kind of moaning there. And I was like, I'm going to get you out. So I got up and my, my femur, I broke my femur, my femur oh. was over here. And my, my bones hit each other. And I was like, ah, oh, you know? Oh, and she's like, what's wrong? And I thought I broke my hips. I was like, I think I broke my hips. So yeah. then 
And she was like, don't move. And I'd like the car, the gasoline was everywhere, you know? Wow. So car starting to spark a bit. And I was like, oh, I'll try shoot. to get up again. I couldn't, I was like, dude, oh I, I can't get up. So gosh. we both were like, Hey, I love you. And all that good stuff. Yeah. And these yeah. Two farmers came over, got me up, picked me up a bad leg first. He's <laughs> so oh. like waking up there. And I was like, ah, oh. took me over and sat me down and got my mom out. And it was literally like within 20 seconds. I got her out. The car, car was engulfed in flames, you know? Wow. So I remember like, uh, uh, going, we were in like, uh, they took us to, uh, uh, a clinic and then they yeah. took us to get, uh, you know, the operations done. So I have like a rod in my leg, right. They put wow. a still rod in my leg. And I remember beforehand, I was just like, you know, they were, I was all doped up on like morphine yeah. and my, we were in the, in the, the surgery room. And, uh, I was like, I need more of that medicine. I need more opium. My mom was just like, he's seen too many Westerns. I'm sorry, you know? And my mom, her wrist was shattered. Her arm was shattered. They put oh seven plates. It was, it was gosh. bad, you know? So I was in there. I remember that night, like I called my coach and I was just like a mess. I was like all over the place. And I was like, yeah. dude, I had a car accident that night. My coach, all my teammates, wow. they came, they're all by my bed. Oh man, that's awesome. They came by me. Like I, it was, we had a good community and they were supportive. And then yeah. I was on crutches. Like I was, wasn't able to really walk until like months later, but I was on crutches and I was, uh, uh, when the trail annual fights came around, mm. I was on crutches. I went out there. I got a bunch of sponsors. I got like $3,000 worth of sponsors for my wow. coach. And then I was holding pads for people. I'd go into a corner and put myself up because I was a really good pad holder. And I, they'd have to stay in one spot and I'd hold pads for them. Okay. But it gave me like a purpose because that was like a dark time for me, you know? Okay. And I was like, that was supposed to be my year of like getting titles, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then that year was really rough because my parents were like, we can't live on the mountain anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. And that kind of put me into a dark place because I was, that was the first time I happened to live in a town. Yeah. And I was like this wild kid from the mountains that never been around people. And I was yeah. going crazy. I was like, I can't wow. do this. So I got the blessing my dad. I was like, I'm going to go work for a hunting and guide an outfit up and up by Alaska on the Canadian side of yeah. Northwest Territories. And I finished that job. And then I uh, got in touch with my, I was a certified farrier when I was 15. And then I got word, I got a cowboy job. And I was like, dad, I like, can I have a permission? I want to move out, you know? My dad's like, yeah, you're good. Don't, you know? So then I put fighting on hold for quite a while, you know? Okay. I was still like trained here and there, but I was just cowboying for years, you know? How, how, how long would you say that duration was like you took a break from fighting? How long did it take for you to, to get that itch again where you're like, I, 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 I got to fight set I up. always had the itch. Okay. I mean, I mean, always had the itch, but I was always scared. Like, oh man, is my leg the same, you know? Okay. And, uh, it was six years. It was wow. six years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, uh you know, I came back and I kicked and I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, my kick's never going to be the same. Cause yeah. everybody, when I was a kid, I was knocking all these guys out with head yeah. kicks. They all, oh my, my, like people would call me little crow cop, you know? Oh shoot. And, uh, I went in the gym and I smacked that bag and I was just like, you know, I started sparring and I was just like, I switched stances. Like you can mm. kick my leg, you know, and they kicked and I was like, dude, I feel nothing. Like it's That's stronger cool. than ever. You know That's what I mean? That's cool. And then I was, I was like, I'm going to have one more fight. And then one more fight turned into a bunch. And it's like, you know, that. there was never an issue with my leg. You know, I was cool. always concerned, but like when I was a hospital man, like I had an almost kicking cause I had three blood clots in my lungs. I had to fly me down to another hospital. I had to get on like a bunch of stuff. Like there was, they said they almost had to open up my leg to stop like the bleeding Jeez. and stuff, you know, but I had blood clots in my lungs and I can't remember what it was exactly about open up leg. It was two things. They were going to yeah. put me on this medicine to, to get the blood clots stopped. But I was like coughing up these clots of blood, like oh from, for gosh. quite a while, you know, but Talking about community, I had it like there's if you get a that's good community awesome. in a gym, you know, that's it's pretty special, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Pride Gym. Are they still yeah. around, buddy? Still around, yeah. They got a, they got a, one guy right now, Keenan. I can't remember his like can't pronounce his Keenan Chucker, but he's he's on a tear. He is pretty darn close, to, I think, to getting nice. to the UFC right now. That's awesome. And from coming from a tiny little town like that, you know, like Glenn Glenn produced a lot of really good fighters that never got like the recognition okay. uh, that they should have gotten. Like okay. they never like, you know, we had one guy, Brent Russell and 
he was a six-time Canadian champ, but wow. you know he had such a right hand. He fought 165, but if he would have fought in the shows down here, man, wow. it would have been pretty fun to watch, you know. Wow. But wow. you know he was a great coach. He's had another guy he had was made the UFC, fought in there like five or six times. Nice, you know, it was pretty cool, you know. But that's cool. Yeah, special gym. Nice. Shout out to the good gyms out there, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've heard stories about the bad ones too. So <laughs> <laughs> there's always you appreciate hearing the good ones, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Buddy. Um, Real quick, for anyone that is listening and is kind of like maybe getting beat up at the gym right now and they kind of struggle like, man, I don't know if this is for me. But going back to your story, like what kind of advice would you give to people that are starting a gym? They really want it, but they're just getting beat up every day. Like yeah. what, what could you say to them to help maybe inspire someone? Uh, I would say uh, one, like look at the scenario. If it's really bad where you're getting, if you've been knocked out in training, no one said anything, you know what I mean? Like that's that's a shitty coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you need to uh, make sure you have a coach that's watching over you and protecting you, which Glenn was a good coach. I'm not like, he was a great coach. And mm-hmm. I'm very happy where I came from, you know, wasn't like that. That's what I'm saying. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of gyms where I've heard people get knocked out. I'm like, you don't need to be hurting people like that. You know, that's right. It's, we're not, you know, you're as a training partner too, as I've gotten older too, I've, uh, I'm very selective who I spar with. I only spar when I'm in training camps, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I've been doing this for 27 years now. Yeah. And when I spar, I want to spar with quality guys. There's always going to be some guys or even amateurs that are going to try to take your head off. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to look like the asshole if I go knock somebody out exactly. now, you know? So if someone's going to go stupid hard like that, I'm not going to spar with you. I'm just like, exactly. it, I, I was sparring partners with Rich Franklin for a long time. He was one of the best tra- uh, training partners I've had. Nice. And we'd have awesome rounds together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I trained with, sparred with Jerome LeBanner, you know, mm-hmm. like good rounds. He could like, Jerome could like blow me through this wall. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But he was like, he'd go firm with me, but he would never try to hurt me. You know? That's awesome. And I had like some other really good Russian guys I trained with, but you don't want to be taking unnecessary punishment. Now mm-hmm. you're going to go through hard times where you're learning how to get hit. And you know, that's just part of it. And if you have a good coach where they're looking after you, you just got to learn how to defend yourself. You know, yeah. you got to listen to your coach. You got to be coachable. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know, it's part of it, you know, like, you know, if you were from Pride Gym or like you trained with the Dutch or like that, or I'm sure the ties too, I trained with ties, like you have to have a certain amount of like hardness to you now. Absolutely. Like you can't be, you know, this is not a soft man sport, you exactly. know, it's just like rodeo, you know, you can't, you can't be a softy, you know? Exactly. So you got to kind of like, you know, figure it out in there and, you know, everyone's going to, once you get over the bad habits, because when you first look at hit, you're going to be like this, you mm-hmm. know? start to get grounded, then, you know, you're not going to be good for a few fights, you know, yeah. or maybe you're going to pick up really fast, but you know, if you're super gifted too, you got to put that work in, you know, cause right. hard work beats, you know, talent, talent any day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But stick with it. Find a good team. This guy's a great coach. If you're out here, you know, thank you. Buddy. And like, you. love you. <laughs> love you too, man. Yeah. Love you, too. you know, but like find a good coach, find somebody that's going to look out for you and like, listen, be coachable. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's so many people are not coachable, you know? Absolutely. You know, buddy. like, like Matt, that kid, like, uh, I never wanted to train a fighter You know, I'll never, yeah. I don't think I'll ever train a fighter. I'll help out here and there in yeah. the gym because like it takes a lot of time, but Matt's been number one in the world for like, I think over three yeah. years now, you know, we were just talking, like, I would actually love to have Matt on the show oh, just yeah. cause I thought it'd be like a cool connectional piece. And I've actually assisted you in the corner yep. with Matt too. We've just fight. been a big family together yep. and we just seeing him accomplish those titles and defense it title defenses. It's been incredible. Yeah. I mean like, you know, kid's been number one in the world for years. His last fight was supposed to be a world title fight, which, wow. you know, he was gutted about it was for another U S title. And he was yeah. that he really was 
pretty darn bummed about that. And he had to find motivation to kind of fight for the train for that fight. But, okay. you know, went in there, fought a very, very uh, good and popular gym. You know what I mean? Yes, and he did. dominated, you know, yes, he did dominated that fight. All five rounds, all five rounds. And like, I don't think people thought it was going to happen, but I had no doubt. You know, I was like, same here. Yeah. I, I, I had no doubt. In yeah. My mind, I either. was like, yeah. You know what I mean? We, we go on the front foot, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but it was, it was good. But I, I, you know, that kid is super, like that kid never, he had, I think some people that get into the suit, he had a fighter heart, you know what I mean? He had a lot of heart, you know? And he's so humble, which I love about Matt. Very humble. So humble. Very smart kid too. Yeah. Very incredibly smart. Like, uh, graduated student Kaladi from UCLA, freaking, you know? Number one in the world, oh like gosh. smart kid speaks like three languages, wow. you know? Yeah. Not like me. So yeah, but, uh, you know, he's, he's super talented. I'm proud of him. But I like, unless you have like, you know, when I was in the gym, I, I, I kind of got a hold of him when I was like, when he was 16 and I just told him to do a few things in the bag and I was like, help pass him a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like, you know, working with here and there. And I was like, you want to fight? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then like he, I made him go out of state. We went to Seattle and he fought like a guy that was like 21. He was like 17 yeah. and bear shin, no head gear for his first fight. And I was like, all right, you did the proper way. And you know, he's, he's solid, you know, but yeah, you, you, is. you gotta want it. You know what I mean, I think Absolutely. you gotta want it. That's a long, that's a long talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's but okay. You gotta want it. I think, you know, I love that. Yeah. Buddy, where can they find you on Instagram? What's your Instagram uh, handle? Charles Valhalla Bissett. You guys heard that. Follow my guy. Uh, awesome friend of mine. We've known each other for years now. Um, but buddy, thank you so much for hanging out with me and buddy. I'm loving the mustache, by the way. I just got to compliment that. I appreciate that. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) but buddy, thank you for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. You bet. Um, but guys, uh, that concludes this episode of Muay Thai Save Me. Um, as you guys know, if you're just tuning in, we just like to bring on guests that um, share how Muay Thai impacted them in some great way. So if you like this video, don't forget to like, share, um, you know, comment, uh, and don't forget to subscribe. All right. But stay tuned for next week's video. Damn right.